0: How are you going to respond? Are you going to emerge from our current situation worse, the same, or better? And there's really only those three options. So we thought about it, and at Novus Law, we're actively choosing better.
1: Welcome to For the Record, where we go on the record with today's leading influencers and experts to discuss the latest trends in legal innovation and the business of law. I'm your host, Aaron Harrison, and today we are joined by Lois Howbold, the co-founder and executive vice president of Novus Law, and Rachel Zahorski, the director of marketing at Novus Law. Novus Law is the award-winning global legal services firm, and Rachel and Lois are here today to draw on their vantage points as innovative legal service providers to suggest ways that the legal industry can use today's challenges to author what they're referring to as the new necessary. So, Rachel, for context, uh, tell us a little bit about Novus Law and what you guys do.
2: Erin, first, I just want to say truly thank you. We're really excited to be here. And for those who don't know, our firm Novus Law has developed a unique approach to finding the stories or what happened in disputes and investigations for corporate legal departments so that they can make better decisions faster where lawyers who as non-testifying experts use innovative and structured processes to examine, organize, and analyze all of the case-related materials in our corporate clients' matters far more efficiently, accurately, and less expensively than is possible using traditional legal processes. In short, we've basically successfully applied the best principles from manufacturing industries in the business world to our legal work. And we learn from our clients every day as their needs continue to evolve.
1: Great. Thanks, Rachel. Um, We've continually heard about the new normal or the next normal throughout 2020. Um, And you guys have coined sort of a different term that takes a little bit of a different approach to adjusting to life in a pandemic um, that you're calling the new necessary. So Lois would love to hear you know, what does this mean to you?
0: Thanks, Erin. and Thank you again for asking us to join you today. Uh, The new necessary for us We have been thinking a lot about uh, which of the changes that we've experienced in the last year have impacted our people, our processes, our client relationships and our business. And which of those that we really want to learn from and adopt and cultivate to be able to create some new opportunities for us to all be better at what we do. This is what we're referring to as our new necessary as adopting all of the good things that have come out of the last several months. At its heart, really, it's creating environment that encourages and embraces learning, creativity, and innovation, and that's really what culture is all about. As Rachel said, our firm uses many structured processes and we're driven by process. However, when we ask people to come together to provide services that no one else in the profession is providing, which we do, a strong collaborative culture is critical. We're constantly thinking about creating a culture that values clients, employees, suppliers and business partners and encouraging everyone to ask for ideas about what we can do to help and what we can do better. People don't really often think about company culture as something that they can build, shift or improve upon, especially at large firms or corporations where behavior and beliefs are deeply embedded. But there are always subcultures. Think about how cultures develop in corporate legal departments, practice group or project team, for example. 2020 changed the world for all of us, personally and professionally. We've all learned new ways of being and we've all adapted in many conscious and unconscious ways. We're gonna build on that and we've been given a unique opportunity to create a stronger culture than we have and we have a pretty good strong culture right now and since we aren't going back to where we were i think everyone should be thinking about what are we learning what are we building on what are we strengthening and those are the things that will create our new necessary
1: that's great and rachel what are what are some of the behaviors that you are focusing on now uh, personally and professionally to embrace this new necessary
2: So Erin, when Lois and I thought about uh, this question and the behaviors that shaped our firm's culture in the past year, we've identified, we we went through the list and said, which of those behaviors have helped our team and our firm the most? And which of those are we gonna focus on adopting and encouraging uh, in this new necessary? So we've decided that we're gonna focus on four behaviors that we want to continue to encourage as part of our firm culture, And adopt these as, like we said, our new necessary. So the first one is step up. This one is about actively supporting one another, which might sound very basic, something that everyone does routinely. Of course, I support my colleagues. But we think passively supporting one another is far more routine. We're talking about actually stepping up to ask a colleague or a friend how they are and specifically, is there, if, there, if there is something that you can do to help them. And even going further and thinking in advance, what you can do to help them and offering that solution to them. We know which of our colleagues have challenges. We know who's struggling. We know that we all have something new that's been thrown into our mix this year, homeschooling, aging parents, caregiving, reaching out and saying, is there anything that I can do for you that will relieve something on your to-do list? we're asking ourselves who needs a hand and who needs that active support. And one example in our firm is we had a team meeting with just the parents uh, of children and, and uh, parents of pets being in a different category too, but parents of children in our firm saying, how can we support you at this time and what do you need? And you know, there were a lot of ideas that emerged, some big, some small. One tiny shift was we changed the time of our team meeting so that it better coordinated around homeschooling schedules. And that one small shift took a huge stressful thing that we didn't even know was swirling in a lot of people's minds and relieved it. So that when they joined the team meeting, they were able to be focused and relaxed and knew that everything else had been taken care of. So just that one step is an example of like taking our passively supportive culture and making it actively supportive. Uh, We're a stronger team for it and everyone feels that someone has their back when they need it when we do those types of things and the truth is we do
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, um, I think the pandemic Personally, um, you know, I'm I have gratitude for some of the behavioral changes that have occurred just like with my own colleagues and that's something that we've been really conscious of too is just kind of having each other's back. Um, and it's obviously going to be the way forward. We're, we're not going to go back, but that was something we may not have kind of tuned into had this not occurred. Absolutely. So another behavior that you guys are encouraging is uh, strengthening and flexing your creative muscles. Lois, what exactly do you mean by that?
0: We've noticed that everyone, and this is everyone you know that we know clients and our team and everyone has had to solve some new problems, has had to make new decisions, or respond to new challenges in the past year, and we've all proven that not only can we use our creativity to respond to those challenge challenges, but we're actually really good at it. Mm-hmm. So we're encouraging everyone to not let those creative muscles atrophy. It's, it's very similar to working out. You know, if it requires commitment to see results. Uh, But once it becomes a habit and you feel the benefits, it gets easier and more rewarding. So we're looking at creativity the same way. It requires constantly devoting time and energy to it to try and seek out opportunities every single day to solve some problems or make an improvement or collaborate with others to talk about things that could could be improved. And that's how we're gonna accomplish something new and different in a consistent way. Another thing to remember about it, when we're flexing our creative muscles is that you're really not alone ever. So don't hesitate to either offer or ask for help when you need it. If you can reach out and ask your current professional partners to reimagine some solutions that they have for that they have for old problems and that they're working on for you, engage with them to develop novel and new ways to solve any kind of problems that you have it's a ready resource that's right there. And you're already working with, with your professional partners and they can usually offer a lot more than what you may be taking advantage of. So we're encouraging you know, our clients to reach out to us and we're well equipped uh, to share technology or resources or expertise beyond standard services. So those are the kinds of things that we're encouraging other organizations to do too look to those that have always been there for you, they're there for you now. Uh, They can and will bring their expertise and resources to to the things that you're working on so that you don't have to do things alone. An example that we have that's um, been very, very important to our firm and and to one of our clients in the insurance space is they were receiving a lot of matters in related to COVID um, and, as you might imagine, they were coming very fast. And we wondered if our client was, was struggling to, to manage all of them and the speed that they were coming in. So we reached out and said, we manage lots of information uh, all the time and would be happy to step in and help you manage these different matters that you're getting in, help you organize them, put them in a repository, uh, help look at the information, categorize all kinds of different things that they would never been able to do themselves. They took us up on that offer and it's been a great relationship and a great new service for our team to be able to innovate around and to be creative and flex those creative muscles. So it's been a really great experience.
2: Lois, I wanted to uh, thats such a great point, And I wanted to quickly add to that back when things started to shift, Aaron, in March, we reached out to the clients that Lois mentioned, but we reached out to all of our clients and potential clients and said, we're here for you. And half of the responses were great. They were exactly like the client that Lois just mentioned. Let's talk. W- what can we do together? Here's what we need. And half of them said, I will call you when this is over. Don't call me. I won't accept smoke signals. We're in a pandemic. Are you aware we're in a pandemic cannot act? Uh, and when we compare and contrast nine months later, the ones that said, let's do this, let's do something where we can make amazing use of the resources and time that we have right now, our insurance clients, as Lois mentioned, for sure, uh, are, we're looking so far ahead and are so far down the road nine months later than some of the other corporate legal departments who. You know they're just paralyzed and using those real life examples it is really illustrative of who jumped and those who stood back and now where they are poised at the beginning of 2021 to continue to do exactly what lois just mentioned uh you know really building those flexible and and resilient muscles
1: yeah that's a great point i would say too just in my own work we have found sort of unexpected ways that we have been able to help our clients as well Um, and kind of just like putting your your hand out or your hand up to say like i'm here to help you know it's uh, it's changed our relationships for the better for those people that kind of took that as an opportunity so i i would definitely agree with that kind of advice that you're giving so you know the changes in all of our lives has really caused us to become more flexible and resilient if, you know, if you've taken it that way. Lois, what are some ways that you think people can maintain that going forward uh, and kind of building upon this newfound flexibility and resiliency?
0: I am always amazed when I talk with people, both on our team and our clients, the things that they've been juggling in the last year that they've never had to juggle before and multitasking, you know, gets a lot of uh, discussion, but this is real life, Um, multiple aspects of your life are converging in your family's lives and your coworkers lives. And so it's built this amazing sense of flexibility and resiliency I've seen in people. And we feel that these are all great skills and behaviors for the long run. And we're encouraging our team to remind themselves of all they've accomplished in the past year just out of necessity, the new necessary. And, and everyone's adapted to this uncertainty and the new experiences and learning new skills. And we think it's a great platform to build on. One of the things that we've done is that every time we start a team meeting, we are consciously reminding people of how much they've accomplished, how much they've adjusted, how resilient they are, how flexible they've become, and how quickly they've done all of this in the last year. Um, The learning and the growth and staring down so many challenges that they've never had before has been really truly amazing. And so we're encouraging people to think about it, not just to always focus on the next challenge ahead, but to look back and say, hey, listen, look at all we've done. Look at all that I've done personally and professionally and encouraging them to focus on that and say, build on it. You're more resilient, you're more flexible than you were before. And you just keep pivoting and adjusting. And through that, you're stronger and you're better at what you do. And all of this exposure that we've had to this whole new world and asking people to face kind of anxieties in the unknown that they've never seen before really does uh allow everybody to come out smarter flexible more resilient and most importantly more confident so we encourage everyone keep it going we know you can do it and you're good at it
2: (laughs) she does she does it just like that too (laughs) (laughs) you
1: know i think we've all been sort of looking for a light at the end of this very long tunnel and you can't help uh but to You know try to fast forward and think about what will life be like when the pandemic is over both professionally and personally um so what's another behavior that you guys are encouraging as as we look forward
2: so considering i am recording this podcast in my closet (laughs) I'm absolutely (laughs) thinking about what life will be like when I go back to an office. Uh, I'm thinking about what will it be like when I get back on an airplane uh, for work and uh, with my family. What will my lives be like on the flip side of not having dinner with my kids every night, going back to that life where I'm back on the road and not with them every day. Um, And I think about as lois previously said all the things that i've been forced to learn new technology how to work without the closeness of my colleagues transforming my decision making juggling life priorities did i mention i'm in my closet uh phasing fatigue (laughs) exhaustion um all of those news responses have forced me out of my comfort zone it's forced all of us out of our comfort zone and i know that Gravity will not be denied. It it will come. It will come. You can Google gravity fails, right? And there are an infinite number of videos that prove to us uh, how strong it is. Uh, Human nature will want us to readopt our old lives, our old behaviors, our old outlooks and get back onto autopilot because that's where our comfort zone was. Let's emphasize was Life will not be the same. We have learned so much, and we will use that learning to resist the gravitational pull to resume our old lives. I'll say it again resist the gravitational pull to go back to your old life. You have done amazing things. We have done amazing things these last nine months. The legal industry has shown that it can pivot, that it can move quickly, that it can make decisions that in high stakes situations with incomplete information and have resounding home runs so we've done really well out of our comfort zones and we should fight hard to not go back there we should do something new different challenging interesting every day and not autopilot through life Um, you know there's a saying that if you aren't a little at least a little bit uncomfortable every day, you're not learning, you're not growing. So try something new. Don't be afraid to fail. I know that organizations can't necessarily say that. But you we can say that to someone, we can say that to our colleagues, to ourselves, to each other, you can fail, but just give it your best. Um, One example is that we asked, uh, just going back to like our firm thinking about how we actually embodied this, we asked everyone on our team, uh, what was the good, and the not so good new realities. and what would we like to take with us going forward into the new year. So we're thinking about everyone's thoughts and suggestions, and we're going to make adjustments. But what we're also thinking is we have a three to six month window to get that plan into place. There's a moment in time right now, as one what's going on on a global scale what's going in the on in industry um, things are going to start changing vaccines will start rolling out conferences will, will start resuming and i just think that if we really give some thought to the next three to six months and the systems that we have in place to continue to protect all of these new skill sets um, we will be even bigger better and better than ever before
1: that's great, Rachel. Um, and I mean, you guys, you work across a number of different industries with your clients. And I'm just curious, how do you think the legal industry has fared throughout the pandemic? Um, I, I personally don't think we've seen anything horribly disastrous, I think, it's initially maybe thought, but just curious what you've seen among corporate legal departments, um, as well as law firms and, and how they've faced these new challenges.
2: I think when we have a common crisis, like the one that we're going through, uh, I do think those in the industry are many of our clients, uh, my colleagues, uh, friends, uh, we all identified that this is a once in a lifetime occurrence. And I have seen so many people use this as an opportunity to cultivate and develop new good habits and purge the ones that aren't working as well as they could. Um, and like I said, the unprecedented changes that are about to happen in the next 90 days uh, on a global, much less industry scale They aren't going to happen again and i am seeing people use that uh you know finding the opportunity in the crisis to act and there are those out there who are saying that what has happened in the last nine months uh without everything else would not have happened five ten years (laughs) um and i think it's i think people are invigorated by it i think they're energized by it and i think that they have been able to really laser focus on what's important and what needs to get done. And that's what takes us back to the new necessary. What do we need to do right now? And I'm feeling that sense of urgency within the industry, but not just the urgency to act, but the focus on what is the important, what are the important things that I should be acting on. And that empowers us to then move, make those decisions and adopt those behaviors. So I'm, I'm very optimistic about where the industry is headed and where we're going to be six months, nine months, 18 months from now.
1: Well, your enthusiasm is, is contagious. I've known you a long time, um, so I can definitely attest to that. Uh, Lois, any, any final thoughts for our listeners? Sure, I totally agree with
0: Rachel. We've seen so many really positive um, behaviors and responses and relationships that would never have happened. Uh, had we not gone through what we just did and are going through. So we think a lot about focusing on and strengthening these positive behaviors. We've been learning over the last few months as our new necessary. And one thing we know for sure is life will not be the same as it was pre pandemic. So we're asking ourselves and our clients and, and our, the friends of our firm, how are you gonna respond? Are you gonna emerge from our current situation worse, the same, or better? And there's really only those three options. So we thought about it and at Nova Slow, we're actively choosing better for coming out of it as our new necessary.
1: Some, some great words of wisdom, ladies. Uh, thank you, Lois and Rachel, for Speaking with me today, I really appreciate it. Erin, it's
2: always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Erin.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of For The Record. You can listen to more episodes of For The Record wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or go to platform.com forward slash For The Record. Platform helps established leaders and emerging growth companies articulate how cutting edge technologies and services are reshaping and reinventing the world we live in. Until next time, this is Aaron Harrison.